Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio with uh, Coach Danielle and our producer Stan Lewis getting ready to record episode number 178. we got a really good show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about, from both the hitter's and pitcher's perspective, either A, getting the last out if you're the pitcher, or how to avoid making the last out if you're the hitter. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bad Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And as always, please make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount, whether you're buying a bat, a glove, or any of the other stuff on the Anderson website. Also talking about uh, supporting everything fast pitch, let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can help us, if you can afford the five, ten, or twenty dollar a month commitment, uh, we definitely need more people to come on board as patrons. We've had a good year uh, in 2022, um, added quite a few patrons and, and made some progress. Uh, but 2023 has got to have the same kind of uh, return on investment. We need to get some more people involved. Uh, so if you're in a position where you see value in what we're doing, if you can help us. We really do need more support. So patrons, if you want to become one, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Stan had this uh, question for us today. And one of the things we wanted to talk about was uh, now that we're starting to see more and more softball on TV, we're starting to see some games being played. You know, a lot of the kids that we're working with are cranking it up for their season. That there's two different uh, perspectives on basically the exact same situation. It's the bottom of the last inning. You're either the hitter or the pitcher trying to get the last out of the game. So, Dee, let's start off with uh, uh, your perspective on how the pitchers can handle this pressure-packed situation. I think a big thing from the pitcher's perspective, and even the hitters, but specifically pitchers, is taking that one-pitch approach. So it doesn't matter if it's the first pitch of the game, the last pitch of the game, first pitch of the inning. Is we take that one-pitch approach of, hey, what do I need to do this pitch, this moment, to be my best, to give it my all, um, I think it takes the pressure off of where we are in the game. That's a big thing, too, is, I mean, it's at getting closer to the end. It, let's say the girl has a no-hitter going on or a shutout going on. It's like we keep putting that in the back of my head, but we can't think about that. Or even the the tying runs at third or the winning runs at second or whatever it might be. There's there's so many scenarios. One of the things I talk with kids about all the time is that we want to get to the point where they become situation-proof, almost that uh, you know they're, they're so confident in what they're doing they're so confident in their in their preparation that even when it is a quote-unquote pressure-packed situation the, the tying runs at third it's the championship game you know mom and dad are screaming from the stands you know it's a team you really don't want to play against or that you have a really strong rivalry whatever all those different circumstances might be that we can count on what we've done in preparation that's got us confident that we're ready to handle that situation no matter what it is no i like what you're both saying for sure because uh familiar is comfortable. And if it's an unfamiliar thing or an undesirable situation where there's so much pressure on me, rather than just being like any other time, it's difficult and challenging. And that just adds to the moment. And uh, again, if we can make it normal or make it 
just standard or regular, then we're going to be okay. And if we practice like we play, I mean, for my pitchers and some of the bullpens that we do in the spring is really focusing on different situations. So I'll put them through, whether it's a seven inning bullpen, they only have seven pitches to throw each inning. I try to kind of put that pressure on them or just depending on the situation. We'll block the plate off. So like the red of the plate, um, that's considered a home run. If you hit the yellow of the plate, that's considered a hit. And if you hit the green, that's considered like a called strike. And so we'll put little situations like that. And they might be like, Coach D, but that was a good pitch. I'm like, well, we're playing the different situations right now. Let's say you might not win this at bat. The umpire might like the umpire might kind of, I don't know, he might call a strike a ball. And how do we work through that? Or the girl just hits. I mean, there's I've had a girl hit a home run off me and I swear that ball bounced before home plate. And <laughs> it's just like, you know what? Caps off to the batter on that one. And how can we work through those? But if we don't practice that way. If we don't prepare in those situations, it's really tough when you're just thrown out in the game of how to handle that mentally. Right. Well, one of the things from a hitter's perspective that I think most of us do is we complicate our lives so much more than it needs to be. Uh, you know, you hear all these uh, simple little catchphrases, but sometimes they're so obvious that they, they can't possibly be true. But something as simple as seeing the ball and hitting the ball, getting up to the plate and, and you know, taking your hacks, you know, going up there expecting to swing, some of those kinds of things really do simplify your life from a hitter's perspective. If, if you're in the box or if you're on the mound in, the, in either situation with a whole lot of, oh my gosh, if this happens, that's going to happen. If I don't do this, this bad thing's going to happen. You're kind of creeping into your mindset. Dream it to yeah. reality. I, I don't think yeah. you have much of a chance for being successful in any of those circumstances. And so um, you know, setting it up to make your training as realistic as possible, as competitive as you can, situational as possible, I think are all good ideas. And for all of our coaches, you know, the uh, one pitch approach that Dee's talking about, keeping your life simple from a hitting perspective. Those are things that we have to keep talking about with our players. We have to keep working with. We have to keep setting up situational things in practice. And at some point in time, too, we have to also just let the kids go and, and sort out afterwards, you know, how they did with the, the stuff that we've been working on. Whenever we're working with the kids and trying to help them create a, a routine or something that might distract them from all those extra pressures, too, might be a fun way to kind of make that a better timing uh, scenario for them. You know, whether it's uh, rolling your shoulders, whether it's, you know, making a mark in the ground in the batter's box, whether it's, a, you know, some type of a, a preparation for each pitch that can distract yeah, us a, away from... A deep from, breath, whatever it yep, is that yep. each player is going to do. And, and just kind of take us, uh, you know, distract us from that extra pressure of the game on the line. If I don't get a hit, we're, you know, we're done for the day kind of thing. Um, but we've got to make it, uh, we've got to make it a comfortable environment for them somehow. And that's where setting routines, I mean, having that routine that you do every single time, no matter what just happened, what's going on, what's going through your head, you do this before every single pitch, whether you're playing shortstop, whether you're in the batter's box, whether you're catching, whether you're in the dugout, it doesn't matter what your role is, but we have those routines set in place so you can handle whatever's thrown your way. I mean, that's just huge. Any college girl on here listening, they know like we wouldn't be making it at that level if we did not have those routines in place um, just to keep us sane throughout everything going on. Well, and one of the things that uh, um, I think is really important from a coaching perspective is also we have to understand our impact on what's happening in the game itself. And if it's the bases loaded with the bottom of the seventh inning and I'm in the dugout looking like a nervous wreck, you know, having a hard time. <laughs> You know, even pacing, looking at my notes to, to call a pitch, yeah. or if I'm, you know, acting all crazy in the third base coach's box, or saying all kinds of, you know, super intense 
you know, crazy stuff now because of the game's on the line. Something away from the normal. Right. And yeah. so, you know, for, for all of us to try to find that even keel, that that safe place where um, you, you feel confident and comfortable and know that you're going to just, you know, give it your best effort. You know, I think that's a great place to start because, you know, Danielle st- said something earlier that I think we have to always keep in mind. And, you know, I've watched a lot of the uh, college games uh, from the Clearwater tournament this weekend. And one of the things that you can't help but see, as Dee alluded to, a pitcher makes what looks like the best pitch ever, and somebody still hits a 250-foot missile. Right. You know, you're, you know, you make the greatest pitch ever. You get a six-hopper to your second baseman, and she still sails it into the dugout when she's throwing it over to first base. You know, you're totally, you know, prepared. You, you know, took you know, nothing but really good swings, and all of a sudden, full count, and you got a chance to be the hero, and and somebody freezes you with that, you know, back-breaking changeup. It's going to happen to all of our players as we're coaching. And so if we can have that even keel, if we can have a little bit more of a, or maintain our consistency in, in what we're saying and doing as coaches, I think that's going to go a long way too towards helping our players continue to play the game the way we want them to. To do well, yeah. I know a lot of times I'll uh, encourage the kids also to create those environments and dream those environments so that they're visualizing, seeing what might happen if, you know, if they're up to bat, we've got, uh, you know, scoring runners. Um, in position and we're down a run in the seventh inning the bottom of the seventh inning and seeing themselves uh, hit an outside pitch to right field or uh, you know turning on an inside strike and just keep dreaming about this really high pressured situation so when it really happens uh, in a game it's like oh I've been here before I've done this over and over and over even though this is the first time this season that that situation may have happened but if they're constantly used to uh, seeing that happen and, and being successful they're at least in a better, more comfortable position to to have something good happen. So. Right. When I know, uh, you know, in, in my lesson situations, you know, I'll set that imaginary situation up in, constantly with, okay, it's championship game, bases are loaded, bottom of the seventh inning, and with some of the players that you work with, even in that setting where their conscious mind tells them, you know, this is really just for fun. There's really no true pressure on me. You can see kids Dig tensing and- up, and you know, they get a look on their face like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to, you know, have to face this you know, this kind of a challenge. But I think if we can, you know, again, package it for them a little bit differently so they see it as, hey, here's your chance to show everybody that all this hard work you're doing, all this stuff that you've done, this is your chance to, you know, to show the world that all that hard work has paid off, that you've really accomplished something. And so, you know, trying to help them see it as an opportunity instead of a threat and, and some of those kinds of things, again, are more comforting. And it's stuff that we all know we should be doing for all of the players we work with, but it's easy to say, hey, make sure you stay calm, make sure you act the same as, as always. And I know, you know, there were times in my life, you know, the conference championship Sunday or whatever, you know, during pregame warmups or whatever, I was off a little bit. I was a little bit tense or a little bit distracted sure. or whatever it might be. Being aware of it, knowing that it can happen, I think goes a long way towards hopefully staying on the right track. Well, what do y'all think about this? We, uh, you're training and you get to that point when you're about to finish and you say, okay, one more good one. And that's when it seems like it takes like, 20 more attempts before we get that one more good one because the situation has changed and they're trying harder and they, you know, swing a little harder. They try and make it the best swing of the whole set kind of throws them off just because that situation has changed a little bit. Right. Something we do in my lessons is I always say, we're going to do the do or die pitch. And my younger girls will look at me with big old eyes, like do or die. What does that mean? And I'm just training them of like what that phrase is for the outfield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Hey, you have a do or die pitch, whether it's a good pitch or a bad pitch. And I'm a big believer on ending on a good pitch in a lesson. I am, but I'm also training them because sometimes it takes those 20 pitches. And I'm like, look, like we don't have time for like, we got to get moving. 
Um, but that do or die situation, it truly is setting them up in a mental mindset of like, this is what do I need to do this pitch right here, right now to feel accomplished before the end of the day. And so I think that's a cool little strategy of just showing that as well. So it doesn't take. You get one more and that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think sometimes too, it's, it, and it, I think once you have a relationship with some of the players you're working with, um, you know, when you have that, I need one more kid, you know, like, you know, they'll hit a missile on the pitch before they, well, they think they got one more that's just a little bit better in them, yeah. or they'll hit a pop-up on what's supposed to be the last pitch. And they'll be, you know, like, well, can I have one more? Like, well, is the umpire going to let you have one more? Mm-hmm. Is the other team going to let you have one more? Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes I think, you know, turning that pressure up a little bit sometimes in training or in practice is, is a potentially useful tool in some situations, too. And the other thing, the other wild card that uh, Stan mentioned that uh, you know, we really can't control, but I think we can help our players be more prepared for it, is the psycho parent that goes off the deep end when their kid's also in that same situation, you know, the... You know, the, the they don't pitcher, create the, any extra pressure, do the, they? The, the pitcher parent who's Mom you know that, that's you know hanging on the fence on, on every pitch, and all of a sudden it's you know the do or die situation for the pitcher or the do or die situation for the hitter. Helping players again kind of understand that the kids peek at mom and dad too, don't they? Well, yeah. If, yeah. if, if you find a kid that isn't doing that, I'd right. love to know who it is, right. right? And you see it so often you know, so that mom- just turns the turns the pressure up and turns the volume up to eleven. You know, for those players trying to handle the, the, the situation already. So, so we need to talk with mom and dad and get them yeah. on board too, and the, right? And the kids yeah. too, you know, just to, you know, to help them, you know, start to develop some strategies. You know, a lot of this comes back to all the mental game stuff that, you know, that we talk about fairly frequently. Players having some skills and some, some tools in the toolbox to help them work through these situations, I think is also a big part of it. But uh, there's just no easy way to, to overcome the, the quote unquote pressure. Just take some time, some effort, some work, some investment, and a lot of other things. Coach Tori, you brought up pressure quite, or that word just keeps coming up. And something that my dad always said to me is pressure was, is what you put in a tire. And that phrase right there has stuck with me. So it's not the pressure of the game. Like pressure is what goes in a tire. Like, hey, let's have fun. Let's play the game that you've been practicing for each day, every week. Like you've worked hard for it. And let's just go and have fun. But I spent $3,000 on pitching lessons this year, sweetheart, and I expect you to get a strikeout right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the flip side. Right? Or, do you know, or die. Yeah. Or we, you know, I took two weeks off of work for us to go to these national tournaments, and you can't throw a strike when the bases are loaded in the championship game on national TV. So we know that it's, you know, it, whether we use the word pressure or it's whatever life, it is, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that... that Reality of all all these kids' lives is that there's some of that going on, and so if, if we're lucky enough that we have the calming influence parent that uh, you know reminds you that it's a game, have fun, do the best you can, or you have the you know totally off the walls, you know hanging on the fence on every pitch or every swing parent that uh, if we can help our players manage it and and understand it and work their way through it, I think that's a really powerful thing from a coaching perspective. I was going to say, and this being coach prep, this is one of those things, Tori, do we talk about this in the preseason thing with the parents and players? Or is this a, you know, once a month kind of thing? What do you guys think? We need to be doing this on an ongoing Constantly. basis? Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, I think it's got to be an all-the-time thing. Keep and reminding and, them. You know, and, and one of the reasons why I think that uh, it's it's important, for a lot of the parents, I don't think they even realize that they're kind of reliving that time and, you know, when, when they were a junior in high school and they struck out with the bases loaded and had a chance to be the hero or you know whatever it yeah, is that yeah. you know that that has them so amped up so many different uh, you know chances to i guess get on the right path with this stuff but you know having those conversations you know making sure that we're all on the same page creating a strategy within the team so that the 
players have some tools. The parents have some understanding. Hopefully, we can help the players be more successful in, in these last out, last pitch, last at bat of the game kind of situations. So what you're saying is it can all start with the coaches. Yes. Well, it has to start with the coaches yeah. because the kids don't have the tools and the parents are so invested in their own you know picture of what's Situation. going on that yeah. you know that they're they're never going to be the rational people you know or very rarely are they going to be the rational people in the discussion so we so. got to set the stage for a good season with this stuff right altogether. from the beginning yeah most females i mean we feed off emotions so if you're over whether you're a coach or parent if you're over there throwing your hands up throwing buckets doing whatever i mean us girls feed off of that it really affects us and it's different working with girls than guys. And so if we see that happening, like we will shut down because we'll be fearful of not like we're going to get hurt or something. It's just like that feeling of we don't want to make you feel that way. We don't want to make you angry. We don't want right. to make you upset. Um, and that makes us play timid. And when we start playing timid, you don't play your best. And so just understanding that girls are a little bit more sensitive when it comes to how you talk to them um, at all ages. And that's just, I think, something to be very aware of. Of just knowing that we are sensitive, even though we need to toughen up. Trust me, I'm all about being tough on girls. Like I, I like that tough energy. But at the end of the day, we have to kind of understand who our audience is a little bit when it comes to being aggressive That's like fair that. Enough. That's well, good. but you know, yeah. the the coaches never made the last out or gave up the game winning home run mm -hmm. or walked somebody with the bases loaded. They, you know, they've they've never done that. So you know, they they can't relate. It's too Wait easy. a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that's you know maybe maybe the moral to the story of you know, just uh, spend a second remembering back to how you felt as a player when you were facing those same kind of opportunities, and you know try to figure out how to how to do it better, make it better for the players that you're working with. Um, so that they can have a whole lot more likelihood for success. So, so whether you're going to get the last out or make the last out, it's going to happen to somebody in every Somebody's game. Somebody's going to be there. Yeah. So let's do the best we can to keep that all in perspective, help our players do a good job with it, and then uh, try to get everybody on board with a strategy that's going to give us the highest opportunity for success. So that's going to wrap up number 178. Again, as always, make sure you support Anderson Bat Company. Uh, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Become a patron if you can. Make sure you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your Square Cuts training discs. They're $49.95 a dozen. And as always, if you have questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley, Coach Danielle Rubin, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.